Welcome to the unit report. And normally this is where I would say our names, but that's so secondary to what actually happened today, which was every good holiday feeling you've ever felt, every Christmas morning, every New Year's Eve night, all of it put together was the feeling of pure euphoria that Penguin Nation felt this morning when Jackery Johnson, <laughs> the fenceman, no longer longer of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was bought out of his mega deal. Of course, this is Lucas and Troy here for the unit report, but that is going to be the center of everything because my God, the impossible happened. I don't think anyone saw this coming, like, especially from what JR was saying, like a couple months ago, like this wasn't even feasible. It seemed like um, all signs were pointing to, to them just dealing with it. And then there was an article that came out earlier this week. I forget, it was on The Athletic. I forget who wrote it. And it basically mentioned that the Penguins never used the buyout option. They all, whenever there's a problem, they just deal with it. They suck it up. They uh, either play it through or they find a way to finesse a trade out of it. From what I've heard is that they did try what we were talking about the past few episodes. They tried packaging him with Murray somewhere, but no one was taking it. Nobody wanted it. It would have been like, because uh, we'll get into it more whenever we talk about Murray, but Murray's asking for a lot of money apparently. And that and the Johnson contract must've been too much for any team. So JR finally came to the decision that they needed to buy him out and I think no fan base has benefited more from the pandemic other than the lightning than the penguin fans, because if there wasn't a pandemic and the, and the salary cap was going up, they would have kept on to him and they would have continued to play him. But instead, because there's a pandemic, the cap is flat for the next couple of years. They had to make moves. They have their six guys. And last week, once they acquired Matheson, they said, Johnson isn't in the top three left-handed defensemen. He's like on the outside of it. That's when I started getting the feeling that something, some magic may have been brewing and it happened. How? Like how, how excited are you right now? I, I, I don't, I, I'm excited, but like, I, I, there's definitely going to be like a bigger scheme going on that we don't know about just with, because, I mean, we did buy him out, which is – how much does this really open up? That only opens up like a mill of space. I think it's two for the next two years, a two extra million. The third year is like only one more million. And then there's three years after that where it's like it costs us $900,000. Yes. So, basically, yeah. My thing – I don't know. Like, I think I don't think anyone here is really against it. But my thing is, what are we going to do now that we opened it up? Like, now that they bought him out, what do they do with it? That's that's where I think they could turn this from greatness to glory. Is where we could go from like getting rid of this was great to what we did with this. With I guess the cap space that we've opened up to see if Jr. could pull out some old Jr. moves. I'm, I'm with you there. I think that um, 
Well, I guess we'll just get into this this next part now. I was going to talk about it later, but Jari signed his deal for 3.5 over the next three years, which is almost exactly the contract that Murray got whenever he was coming off of his entry-level deal. His was three years, I think 3.7 million. So essentially we hit reset on that and we get a similar goalie for a little less money for the next three years. Uh, and right now, at we, as we sit, we have $4.7 million in cap space. And all of the core guys are signed. I think uh, the only guys that are unsigned are Marlowe, Sherry, Lafferty, Simone, um, Angelo. And Simone is getting let go. He didn't get a qualifying offer, so he's gone. I think Lafferty comes back on a short, on a, like a small deal because they did qualify him as an RFA. Sherry and Marlowe are gone. Uh, Angelo, I have no idea. They'll probably try to keep him on a Wilkes-Barre deal. And then the other one's Justin Schultz. He's gone. And Matt Murray. Matt Murray's gone. So they they can spend this $4 million here. I don't know where they're going to go with it. They probably need this some- is where. This is my, this is where I, I think it was last podcast, and I think this was at least what I've seen on Twitter, is Flory said he would take a substantial pay cut. So... That is something that we're going to have to get into in a little bit here. Uh, I don't, I still subscribe to the idea that you go with Jari DeSmith because that saves a lot of money. And Flurry is going to be pushed out because he, uh, his buddy, not his buddy, his, the guy who took his job, Robin Leonard, signed with Vegas for five years, $5 million per, which by the way is an amazing deal, incredible deal for the goalie that he is. Um, so Flurry's probably going to be on his way out. Personally, I don't see them putting that money there. I think there's going to be a forward moves that need to happen. Um, give me one second. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have eleven forwards under contract right now on uh, NHL deals. So there, something needs to give here, you know. Yeah, because I believe with a, a trade. With not the trade rather, with Johnson getting bought out, they signed some young talent too, right? Like they, they signed a couple young guys to I guess try to replenish what's left of Wilkes-Barre. But um, from what I saw, you I wonder think, if they're gonna. I think they just re-signed some of the guys that they had. Like they qualified. Oh, did they? Yeah, they they uh, they qualified like Pontus Aberg, who came over in the uh, Cap Capitan deal. Uh, Sam Maletic, they qualified him. Uh, a couple other guys, but yeah, I think that that was what that those moves were. Yeah, that's what you wonder is now that you have the this extra cap space. Yeah, like what are they going to do with it? Like, is it more of a you go and buy? I don't know. Do you go and buy the extra? Use it on a defenseman? Because I think we've seen that's by far their weakest link, and then hope that offensively we can do what we've done historically and just try to feed out a Wilkes-Barre and hope that that works out? Or is this where the year where um, you – inevitably I think it's coming where they're going to have to do something to help Wilkes-Barre out because they've just depleted them so far. So you wonder if they're going to have to spend the money to even get some of those two-way guys where they're like up and back for most of the season. But – in the long run, at least it'll pan out because we're not going to completely deplete Wilkes-Barre of everything that they have. 
Yeah, but um, the money that they spend on Wilkesbury, if they're just exclusively Wilkesbury deals, um, that that's not going to count against us on the cap. But I no, see what no, you're saying. I'm saying, do they have to do more? Like, do we? Is this going to be enough? Because in the past, what call it what four or five years? I mean, they've they've emptied that place. They've pretty they've emptied that team out, just with their cup runs and everything else. They need to replenish it because they don't even. We talked about this, I think, a couple podcasts ago. They don't have the best draft picks that we could have just with trades and everything else. So do you use all of the, like, all of the money they have left strictly for guys to keep up here or do some of the fourth line, um, I guess, fourth line two-way guys, would it be better to keep them around or sign them, I guess? Um, I was just looking here at their roster forwards, and on the left side, we only have uh, Gensel and Tanev signed. Up the middle, we have uh, Crosby, Malkin, Bluger, McCann, which is, I think, how it's – that those are the four that we're going to have at center. And on the right side, it's Rust, Kapanen, uh, Sevier, and Aston Reese. So there are two open winger spots. I don't really see anybody graduating – from Wilkesbury, which is good for Wilkesbury, but I mean, I think there's two holes on the left side up front at least. Um, Lafferty could be involved in that. I don't see him as like one of our top 12 forwards yet, though. I, I still think he's kind of a fringe NHL guy. Um, so there are definitely holes that, because uh, Sherry and Marlowe are probably more than likely leaving, there are holes that are going to be open. And I haven't really thought about it because this entire time we've kind of been so focused on defense. And they kind of, I, I, they can make moves there, but I feel like with all the moves they made, they've made on the defense over the past couple of weeks, I feel like they're kind of set with their defense. Maybe a depth guy, like if someone goes down, like a seventh team in, uh, or like an eighth guy, I guess, because we have Rue Weedle too. But I think the defense is pretty set up. I think we need to start looking at forward and see like who they want to add for the, because uh, they're probably going to be bottom six guys. And I haven't really looked at it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't know. Cause that, that, that's where I'm sort of at on this thing is, like, what they're going to end up doing. Because, yeah, you even said it. Like, they don't have enough to pull from Wilkes-Barre, but then you do have, like, Lafferty and some of those guys that are on that border back and forth. You get a couple more Lafferty's, basically, and hope one of them, them will pan out to um, fill that, I guess, fortifying role. Or do you go and just get a solid guy that you know can play the position and then have to deal with that down the road with maybe not having enough prospects and um, guys down at Wilkes-Barre to be ready and to be good enough to play at the professional level? Yeah, and that's fair. But um, also, they do have a couple guys that are going to be graduating from uh, Europe or from the juniors that I think are going to play in Wilkes-Barre. Um, the one guy was a college free agent. I think his name was Drew Connor or Drew O'Connor. He's one of the uh, top paid non-roster forwards for the Penguins. He's supposed to be pretty good. And I think he's going to be playing down there too uh, this upcoming season. It, the forward uh, free agent group is kind of tough because there's a lot of – there's like the top guy, which is going to be Taylor Hall. He's obviously going to make the most money. And then there's like a tier beneath him with like Hoffman, Dadnoff, uh probably Granlund you can throw in there and then like after that there's like a big drop off and I think it's that third tier where I think guy 
the Penguins are going to be looking at. Maybe like a Tyler Toffoli, who had a pretty good year um, in Vancouver. Maybe even uh, Vladimir Mesnikov. I don't really know because I don't know what the going rate's going to be for the, these guys because no forward has signed yet, so we don't really know what the market's looking like. But uh, even a Michael Grabner, who was bought out this uh, past week from the Arizona Coyotes, because they're trying to shed it all down to the bare bones in Arizona. So guys like that who I think are probably going to be left out to dry because they don't have as much name rec- recognition and they can't demand a ton of money, especially in a league where there's no rising cap. Guys like that, the Penguins are going to need to find some diamonds in the rough to uh, fill out that forward group. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see how this goes. I, I, it's just JR so hard to predict, and I think we all know that, that just with everything going on. Yeah, who saw him um, buying out Johnson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine bringing that up. I bringing that idea up even like a month ago, where it was still just like, I don't know, because he defended him. Yeah, so he defended him till the bitter end, and then magically, here we are. Yeah, he he did really defend them till the bitter end, and uh, now we're free. Penguins fans, take a deep breath. We are free. Um, yes. I think that's about it for Penguin Talk for the time being. Uh, a lot happened today. I think we picked a good day to record because a ton of moves are starting, and by the time we got just hap- a bunch of them even happened just within the past half an hour of us even recording. Oh, did something significant happen? No, but with Neskinen and stuff. Oh, that happened earlier today. No, really. I, I literally saw that half an hour ago, but okay. Yeah, I've been following on Twitter. I've been, I've been glued to my phone today because there's been so much happening. But um, I think by the time we record next episode, there's going to be even more, though, because the draft and the draft's tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first day of the draft, so there's going to be a ton of trades and stuff I'm expecting then. And then free agency is going to start by the time we uh, record next, I think, as well. So... Let's get all of the stuff that happened today out of the way, and then we'll look forward to the next week of craziness. But earlier today, the Sharks completed two trades with the Minnesota Wild. One where they were, uh, they acquired Devin Dubnik, Dubnik, however you want to pronounce it, from the Wild, their starting goaltender, uh, for a pick. I think it was a fifth-round pick, and half the money is retained by Minnesota. And also they also acquired Ryan Donato, uh, forward, former Boston Bruin, young guy, uh, from the wild and just kind of, kind of weird um, that Minnesota is trying to shed it to the bone so quickly. And it's interesting because uh, Bill Guerin said that they're going to look for a goalie in the next couple of day, couple of days. And you can only look for goalies in the next couple of days via trade because free agency is not going to be open yet. So that leads people to believe I just saw, did you just change your background? Yes. Jesus Christ. He is a toilet. Do you like it? Yes. Sorry. That distracted me. Um, but the Wild are going to look for a goalie uh, via trade. And there's obvious connections to Flurry and Murray. He, uh, Bill Guerin, the GM, was a former teammate of Flurry, And Murray, obviously, was uh, a player under assistant general manager Bill Guerin for the Penguins. So do you think anything can happen there with the Wild? Do, do you think we can make a Murray trade happen? Or do you think Flurry goes there? Um. How much cap space do the Wild have? I think uh, they have a decent amount. I was going to say, they just shed Dubnik and Donato, so they have to have a good amount. Um, I don't know. 
Let's see. Murray might not be a horrendous fit, but we also don't know how much Murray's asking. That's my thing. Yeah, and it's been like, to be over, a lot. That's what I mean. If he's asking for like an astronomical amount, good luck getting anyone even sign him. But two point—I mean, sorry, twelve point five million is their projected cap space right now. Yeah, that's that's Murray and maybe some other guy in a. And they have two mail at best. They have two RFAs they need to resign: Luke Coonan and Jordan Green. How much do we think Murray asks for in reality? Not what he signs, what he's asking. Well, Robin Leonard signed for $5 million, so I don't see how – unless he's only basing his negotiations off of Stanley Cups, he can't ask for more than five. You can't ask for more than Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard's been the well, one of the top three goalies in the league the past, like, two or three years, and Murray's very much not been. So it can't be more than five. If it is more than was, five, he's a problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I was kind of thinking he was – I'm thinking his asking is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of five, five, five. Yeah, that's what like I'm thinking. somewhere in that range. I don't know. I could see him signing. I don't know. It's just you wonder how low he's going to go. I I think I I could see him being a solid guy around like four four and a quarter maybe. It's not a terrible idea because. Um... They're, kind of, they're trying to do a rebuild there. I know they still have a bunch of old guys in Minnesota, like Parise and Suter. They let their captain, Miko Koivu, go. So that's a very telling sign that they're trying to get younger. They're, gonna, they're trying to do, like, this, like, kind of rebuild, kind of not. Still have old guys, but, like, try to rebuild with it. I think a guy like Matt Murray in his age range is a perfect for the timeline of the Minnesota Wild. I think Fleury is – he's 35 – He's going to be good for another year, two, maybe. I don't see him being a long-term solution for them at all. I, if they want a, an actual committed long-term guy in net, and they, if they believe in him, then Matt Murray's the guy. But there's a lot of question marks around him. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of, like, asterisks around literally what you just said. But um, I don't know, because I, I feel like guys are going to start getting – they're going to start getting tossed around in the next couple of days just with the deadline and all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Cause I feel like it's almost too hard to predict because someone's going to make there's ultimately there's probably going to be what two or three big moves. And then someone's going to either have no cap space that we thought had a good amount, I guess, or the other way around, where someone's going to open up a ton of space and go through and just sign, sign, sign. Hey, I, oh, I love that picture. <laughs> He's getting interviewed for the office. <laughs> oh, you, that's funny. Um, something I talked about a few episodes ago, it was like before, I think it was like the, towards the beginning of the playoffs, about how the goalie market for this offseason is going to be insane because there's going to be guys – Basically, every new every team is going to have a new goalie. Uh, it's good. It's going to be crazy with how many guys are available, and guys that weren't even thought to be available have been moved. Lundqvist was bought out. We were going to get to that in a second, but Lundqvist was bought out. They've been talking about him going to Washington or Carolina. He's definitely not done. He tweeted out today. He still wants to compete and win, so he's definitely going to find somewhere to go because he's still an amazing goaltender. I think him going – if they move Flurry, I think Vegas is a good option for him too. 
or Colorado because they have a lot of space. I don't know how much he's going to sign for, but he just got bought out. So he's going to, he's money's not a problem for him. He can go anywhere for any amount, but the amount of goaltenders that are going to be moving around, it's going to be pretty insane. I'm, I still, I don't think that we're going to be able to get a ton for Murray and he's because of how big of a contract he's demanding. And also there's just so many available. Like you don't have to give up any, they, look at what San Jose gave up to get Dubnik. They gave up a fifth round pick to get Devin Dubnik, who has had down, is down years recently, but he's still a starting goaltender. He's still a guy that can play like 40, 50 games. So I don't, I have a hard time us seeing like seeing us get something good for this guy. I think his contract also is kind of killing us. Yeah, I don't know. I I still have some weird thing where someone's going to. I still think there's still a lot more to be traded and that kind of stuff. So I think this will be easier to predict in a couple of days, but I don't know. It'll probably be easier to predict by tomorrow. Yeah, probably at the rate that we're getting rid of things. You're not joking. So there's that. Um, we kind of brushed over it, but um, another thing with Murray that we I wanted to talk about was that the Chicago Blackhawks talked to Matt Murray and his agent about uh, a contract because they because the, the, they have the right to do that. The Penguins can allow them to just kind of negotiate him to negoti- negotiate with any other team since he's going to be gone. But the money was too much for the Chicago Blackhawks. And they have moved on, and they're looking elsewhere. So that there was an idea there, but it's gone. Matt Murray no longer going to be considered for the Blackhawks. Uh, we talked about Lundqvist. Uli Mata, the legend, uh, former Pittsburgh Penguin defenseman, uh, traded to the second team in as many years. He's going from the Blackhawks to the Los Angeles Kings. He was traded for like an ECHL player, so it's a very minor deal but uh, he's going to be living it up in LA now where he can party. So good on him. Uh, more news. Uh, Matt Niskanen, former, another former Penguin defenseman, retired. And it kind of came out of the blue because he's only a 33-year-old. He uh, just – he was only played his one year with the Flyers, and uh, there was, they had a great back end of the season. He really was like a solid stalwart back there for them. And uh, probably surprised the team when he told them that he was going to retire today because only 33 years old, not many guys of his caliber retire that early. But uh, we wish him well in his retirement. And uh, other flyer uh, defenseman news, they re-signed Justin Braun for two years at $1.8 He was kind of a PK specialist. He was was, uh, really good the past season on their back end. So they kept him because uh, while Niskanen left. And only other hockey news we really have is that Vegas released their third uh, jerseys. Did you see these, Troy? I did not. Really? They've been Are everywhere. They red? No, they're I gold. I've seen them for some reason. Oh. Go- Google them and, and tell me your opinion because p- people are very conflicted about this. I'll look it up. Did they? I'm assuming they posted it. Yes. I like them, but a lot of people are saying no. The white stripe on the arms, I think they could go without. But it's they're still nice. They're still pretty nice. They're unique. Let's see. But how have I not? Oh, sheesh. Um. Oh. I mean. Uh, 
I don't hate it. I just wish that they did like they did something with the logo because I think the logo looks stupid. Like having the uh, like their logo outlined in gold and then having that on the gold jersey that doesn't look right. They should have made that like black or something, and then I think it would be good. I don't know. The sleeves the sleeves are all right. I kind of wish they went they did more with the red because I think the gold and red and like the gray looks kind of sick. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the white. But I think the logo they needed to put like a black or like the, even do like the trim in like red. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I early concepts of the of their third jersey because they've been rumored to have a third jersey since their unveiling of their home and away jersey. There's a lot of red. I thought I thought they would go that way too, but it makes too much sense that they'd just go with like a pure gold. It's Vegas, you know? Like, it's glittery. True. It's golden. It makes sense. They really leaned into the whole uh, Vegas shtick, I think. I know. I just wish they made it, like, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, weird to look at because you can't really tell where, like, the, the emblem on the chest ends just with it being the exact same, like, thing. Yeah, I got you, yeah. Um so that's everything about hockey. Like we said earlier, the draft and free agency start this week. So it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be really hard to keep up with. But next episode, we're probably going to have a recap of everything, uh, all, all that happened. But free agency will probably still be in the process. So there's still gonna, it's still going to be a lot developing. But I assume we'll have an answer on Murray, Petrangelo. Petrangelo, Jesus, I can't even say his name. Um, even this week, Eichel rumors were thrown around. So and there is a Eichel to the Rangers for the first overall pick rumors. Which imagine if that happened tomorrow? My goodness! I thought he said he wanted to stay though. Yeah, he did say that. And the GM came out today and said that they're not shopping him. But Wayne Gretzky was traded. Fair. So I'm not. I mean, it can happen. I'm. I. I mean, imagine how. Imagine, like, the stories of that happens. Jesus, he's a top five player in the league, and he hasn't had a chance that's to like opening, That's like opening up your fantasy. Sidney Chris, who got traded, I'm pretty sure my phone will go straight through the wall, or whatever object was closest to me is where it's going. Yeah, the difference, though, is that we've had, like, good times as, like, Pittsburgh sports fans recently. Buffalo hasn't had anything. Ever. Yeah. They've never no, won a championship. they have the Blue Jays. They have the Blue Jays. Had the Blue Jays. Yeah, for the wild card around until they freaking bounced. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't even played in Buffalo. It was played in Tampa. That shitty stadium. But, um, so speaking of baseball, great transition, Troy. Uh, play, amazing. Playoffs started. We're on to round two. The wild card series is over. I actually had made predictions, but I'm not going to – but like we're already around in so it's not even worth because they're already wrong but my entire nl was correct i did i surprisingly put the marlins over the cubs i don't think a lot of people did that but my my miami marlins came through and i was only right on uh one of the series in uh in the al and that was the Rays over the jays i really didn't want the yankees advancing definitely didn't want the astros advancing and i like the white Sox over the a's but what are you gonna do um you you want to talk about the Reds? Yeah, so surprisingly with this whole, I guess, disaster finish to the season, the Reds magically got swept 
by the Braves, two to nothing. But the magic thing here is the Reds didn't score a single run in the entire series, which is pretty unbelievable. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know, like, I don't really have, like, a prediction for who's even going to win the whole thing just because of how weird everything's been. Like, who predicted the Marlins of all teams? I mean, not at the beginning of the season, but... That's what I mean, like... Yeah, I have them... Uh, I, don't, I don't even have, like, a... I don't even know who I could... Like, who would win this. My predicted bracket ends with the Rays losing to the Dodgers in the World Series. But I also have the White Sox in the ALCS, uh, so what do I know? Oof. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'd, I'd really like I, to see the I Padres make a run. I, I don't know. Third, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I feel like they haven't been – they're just like that weird oddball team that's always on, like, the fence every single year. Yeah, but here's the thing. that It started with the Lightning. I think 2020 is going to be the year of the teams that finally get their due. The Lightning have been competing – for years, they've gotten so close, and then finally, in the craziest circumstances of 2020, they get over the hump. The Lakers are two wins away from winning the NBA championship. They haven't, and they they are used to winning, and they haven't won in a while. Though this is going to be their year. I say the Dodgers have been so close so many years. This is their year. They're going to do it. I don't know. They might. I don't know who else wins it. If if it, I have a feeling if it's not going to be them, it's going to be the freaking Yankees. And you don't want you that. You think? I don't know. I think if the Reds get hot, or not the Reds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the Rays. If the Rays get hot, I could see them going a good distance. Yeah. Yeah, I could. How about an all-Florida uh, World Series? Marlins-Rays. That would be great. And then the, then the Miami Heat win the uh, NBA final. All the Florida teams get their championships. That would be quite interesting. And then uh, Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers win the World Z- I mean, the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Man, your that's state's like, popping. Like, I know. That's like the weird – I think they're like the – they're like the knockoff version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's okay. I don't, I don't think we talked about how uh, – Freaking insane the uh, parade was for the Lightning. They did go crazy, considering that it is a pandemic. Um, they were, they tried doing they did it on the water on their little jet skis and boats, but they were still drinking the cup, uh, drinking out of the cup with strangers. Uh, and welcome to Florida. That's all I'm gonna say. Is every uh, if you Google for there, I think there's a full fledged website dedicated to this. If you Google Florida man, I've been here for what, two and a half years already? Something like that? Two and a half years. I can assure you that every single one of those stories are true. Like, you can't make this crap up. But go ahead and continue. Sorry. Nothing. It's just, I, it, it, made, it really made me lose a lot of faith in humanity. Just watching, they, I, it's, I, I don't, why? Why are you doing, this is the one year where you can't do that. This is the one time that, like, 
normally when I see like just like fans drinking out of the cup, I think it's gross as it is, or all the guys drinking out of the cup. I'm like, that's disgusting. You guys are all have a bunch of different germs. Now there's a freaking pandemic going around, and you're still doing it. That's well, gross. From Florida. It's okay because I think that. Was it the governor? Like two weeks ago, is encouraging people to come back down here. To, I to, did uh, see that. Yeah, the same. Stimulate Disney and stuff. I'm like, yep, we're gonna die. Oh yeah, everyone's gonna die. It's it's over. But well, I think I don't know. My my call is is since uh, they didn't send everyone home already, is the natural flu season's gonna come back around, and then they're not gonna be able to differentiate between. Look, I mean, they are extremely similar. So, um. They're not going to be able to differentiate between them. And then they're just going to not be able to test quickly enough, downhill spiral, and spring semester all over again. Yeah, we you guys get a couple of weeks in, and then you get sent back. Yep. Um, so that's everything for baseball. Um, so, yeah, you hear, you're, you hear my prediction here. Dodgers are going to win it all. Can, can we just get a real quick one? Troy, what are you thinking? Dodgers won it. I don't know. This one's hard, but just because of it, it, we tried doing with this. Uh, we tried doing this with the NHL too, and it's like half the teams that ended up playing in the playoffs that had no business even being there come the start of the season. So I don't know. Um, just take a stand. Say say two teams. Who over who? Oh man. I want to say it's going to be Yankees, Dodgers. I think it's going to be the Dodgers, but I don't know. I kind of could see it being the Rays. I don't think the Astros will make it. I really don't think the Athletics are going to make it. I'm going to go. It's going to be Rays and the Dodgers. Oh, man, this sucks. Because I don't want to see Dodgers win, because that's what you have. All right, new theory. I'm going to go Yankees-Dodgers, Yankees win. Even though that hurts. Wow. Good old Patrick Burns probably loves it, but yeah. Well, you you, you know, it's it's like uh, all the sports shows on TV. Like, the hosts can't have the same opinion. You know, you got to defer to make it interesting. I get what you're doing. I know you yes. wanted, you wanted to go Dodgers so bad. I kind of want to go. Yeah, I don't know. This this one's hard. This is, the thing is, is baseball is one of those sports where it's like, it's such like an individual effort, whereas the NHL is more like a team thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, like a couple so years like, ago, uh, the San Francisco Giants didn't win the World Series. Madison Bumgarner did. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like it takes one pitcher. Or just one guy that's on fire, and you can win an entire series with it. It's true. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, NFL, it finally happened. Their idea of going from city to city every week did not work. When you have a team full of 53 players plus, like, another 50 staff, of course it didn't work. Uh, the first game of the, uh, the season has been canceled due to COVID. And ironically enough, it was Steelers at Titans. And that game has been moved to week seven. The Steelers week seven game has been moved to week eight. It was a, it was the Ravens game. And then our bye week was moved up to this past week, uh, week four, which is always the worst week to have a bye week because 
then you have so many games you have to play consecutively until the end of the year. So every week from here on out, unless we get a bye week in the playoffs, we're going to have to play. So they're going to be exhausted by the end of it. And they haven't announced what players got it, but I think when it was all said and done, at least the most recent count, it was eight players and then eight staff members of the Titans contracted it. So it was, it, it was close to 20. It, yeah, it was, it started organizational. out as, it started out as a few and they didn't cancel it right away. They're thinking of postponing it to Monday or Tuesday, but then it progressively got worse. And uh, I think, was it Friday night? Maybe I think they made the decision to move it back and move the Steeler games around. So, uh, I mean, it would have been the first competitive game, I think for the Steelers because they, um, Every other team that they've played have been as 0 and 3. Or I don't know what their updated records are, but they were 0 and 3. Uh, so they've played a lot of bad teams. Would have been the first challenge, and they don't get to play it because the Titans were either irresponsible or, or unlucky. I don't know. But the only or both, co- or both the only player that's good. That's the one thing that I think we've realized, even with the whole Marlins thing, is it just takes that one guy to go to the club or do whatever, and boom, the whole thing shut down. So, yeah, you know, it could be that one one bad egg. And you share a locker room with a bunch of guys, and you guys are, like, breathing on each other, showering together, eating together. Like, of course, if one of you gets it, it's going to spread like wildfire. It happens during the flu season in hockey. Like, if I, – I remember this past season, the, a, a couple guys in the Maple Leafs got the flu. It was before COVID. And, like, it just spread through the locker room like wildfire. And they, they were losing a bunch of games because they had guys playing with the flu. And they just had to kind of deal with it because you got the flu. You can't, like, sit everybody. And it's if for COVID, it's a lot worse. It's, like, a, it's a bigger breathing issue. It's a bigger longer term. They don't know the long-term effects of it. So you don't want to – you're going to want to try to avoid getting it. And um, so – it's tough. The only player in the NFL that's been confirmed by name to test, to test positive was Cam Newton of the Patriots. And they're playing tonight. Their game got moved back from Sunday to tonight. I believe it's in progress right now. And he's not playing, obviously. They've been playing their uh, backup quarterback. It was Brian Hoyer. I think it was also Jared Stidham, though. Something happened where I think they had to put their uh, third quarterback in Brian Hoyer. But so the Patriots are just the latest team to have uh, – guys get infected with it and i think that's all for baseball uh you have some really breaking nascar news you need to talk about here yes breaking news um next week i think we're still in nascar playoffs um the drivers are still making left turns um we're seeing real commitment here by all the teams and everybody that we're still going to make left turns um yeah i just know with the whole with everything going on and everything being politically correct, they wanted to even it out to where they would make some right turns and some left turns. However, they deemed it unsafe if you had half the teams turn right and half the teams turn left be on the same track because of some some legal issues. But, yes, NASCAR is going to continue to make only left turns. And, um, yeah. So. That's, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the news for NASCAR. Um, I don't really have anything for tennis. Um, they're still hitting it back and really forth. I really pop up. Still yeah, I think they're still hitting it back and forth. No, um, that one guy missed once. 
And then he just got another ball, and now they're still whacking him back and forth. It's been going on for too long. It's really rough. Golf, they're still they're still smacking each other's balls. They're just, yeah, they're they're smacking them pretty far. It's hey, we do that. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, they're. Do we have the Masters coming up where the pro ball smackers are going to be up there strutting their stuff? Yes, sir. So. There's I guess a, look forward to that. But. There's, a, there's a couple things I want to go over that we didn't talk about in hockey, just real quick that I'm just, like, seeing now. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, that's the thing is they're still not smacking the puck. The smacking the puck thing's over for the next couple of months. Unfortunately, hockey's is. no longer smacking the puck. Although, now that you mention it, uh, it is worth saying that I just, I just did remember. On the um, conference call for Jari's new contract, he mentioned that the uh, planned date to start training camps for the hockey, and he was the only one that said anything about this, I think it was on accident, was somewhere halfway through November. I want to say it was November 15th, maybe 20th, something like that. So that's the news on when they'll start up. And if the training camp is then, they probably are going to try to start the regular season around New Year's, I assume. Give them a month and a half for a training camp, like uh, preseason, you know, just like let, let all the dust settle. So... That hasn't been confirmed, but Jari said it, that he was told it from the league. So I trust him. A um, couple other things. Jason Spezza re-signed with the Maple Leafs for league minimum. He was a really good, uh, like, number 13, number 12 kind of forward for the Leafs. A really old guy. He still wants to win that cup. He's going to try to get the Leafs with it. Um and then an article released three hours ago by Rob Rossi said that the uh, Rutherford isn't happy with the current Penguins and he still eyes a couple more moves. So keep an eye out for that over the next couple of days. We can expect something big to happen or. Yeah, I think everyone's going to end up making a bunch of moves. But or at least a couple little things. Something's going to give. I and, think uh, there's going to be a couple of teams that are going to do some big things that no one could predict. But And maybe Pittsburgh's in there. You never know. And last thing is that, that we didn't talk about. There's a bunch of guys that are on the trade market right now. And uh, one of the guys asked uh, for his no trade list was Oliver Ekman Larson. He only wants to go to Vancouver or Boston, though. And it seems like there's going to be a deal in the next couple of days where he's moving to either of those cities. Because, out, like we said earlier, Arizona is just shedding everything. And another team, I mean, another player is Patrick Laine. Winnipeg seems dead set on moving him. I don't know why. He's like one of the best goal scorers in the league, but they want to get rid of him. And a lot of teams should be in on that. I think Montreal, Carolina, a uh, bunch of teams that are on the on the fringe of playoffs, but can use some more uh, offense right there. And then uh, a little more NFL news. The Texans fired their head coach slash general manager, Bill O'Brien, who – and if you want to hear about how terrible the situation is with the Houston Texans, they're 0-4. They have the highest payroll in the NFL. And their first and second round draft picks belong to the Miami Dolphins for the next year. So uh, it all because Welcome to the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> well, the Ottawa Senators, man. Jesus. Yeah, them too. They uh so and all because of this guy that they just fired right now. Like they like didn't even give him a chance to like go through with his plan, he's already, he's already gone. So that's everything I have but to say. I guess you can say the same thing with the Pirates. Pirates, it's like they end up getting rid of old Clint Hurdle and this 
what what is it? Derek Shelton comes in and he's stuck with the same pile of crap. He's just trying to rearrange it. And so it's like, do you make the argument to fire him because he finished dead last? Or I don't know. Hey, we have that first overall pick though. Hey, they have more problems than management, let me tell you that. Oh boy. So um anything else? Do you think we're good? Um, not really. I don't think anything anything else this week. Um Next week is probably going to be a long episode. Next week, we're going to have a lot of that. Um, I think there's yet another um, – there's another debate this week, so I'll see if I'm going to gouge my eyes out with screwdrivers or we'll see what happens with this one. But This one's Pence-Harris. It should be a little more civilized, I hope. I would, one won't help. I don't know. But um, uh, we'll, we'll see. Just – I can't wait until November 4th is or whatever it is. Just make it end. I don't care. Just, just get it over with. Well, enough political talk, Troy. Jesus, come on. Yes. Get, keep politics out of my sports. Yes, I'm so sorry that I'm – yeah, okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this episode of the Unit Report. And uh, one last hoorah, Jack Johnson's gone. Breathe in, breathe out, Jack Johnson's gone. Um. This is the unit report. I'm Lucas. This is I'm Lucas, and that is Troy. This is not Troy. Yes. That is Troy. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, Dang. I'm not. Open CCAC grammar class. Oh, I hate that. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at the unit report, and we will see you next week with a lot more to talk about. Probably this weekend, if we're being completely honest, but we'll, we'll try. Say, we will see, see you guys later. Goodbye.